coming up on The Kim Gravel Show. You don't have to go kill yourself every morning in the gym. Some days winning is five minutes alone, being quiet, doing some self-care. And we want to shift the mindset that like, yeah, you got to hit some exercise goals, but sometimes it just ain't going to happen. This is the Kim Show. Let's just go on and spill the tea. This is one of the realest persons I've ever met. My mission is to encourage every single woman. We're here to lift y'all up. There's no one more effective than moms. You mess with the bull, you gonna get the horns. I need coffee, I need Jesus, and I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can bring a smile to people's faces, why would you not? True confidence is knowing who you are and why you're here. Hey, y'all. This is the Kim Gravel Show. And this season, we are leveling up our lives and stepping in to our purpose and our calling, and we're going to do it together. And this today's show, I just want to tell you, is for me. It is for me, Zach. I need to hear this message today. Um, I'm going to say this every week. Hands up if everyone is dealing with stress. Okay? Hands up if everyone's dealing with lack of sleep. Double hands up. Hands up. <laughs> Double, like triple. Like even your tongue. Going How up. many? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Tongue up. Um, hands up. Tongue up. Hands up. <laughs> Anybody dealing with um, nutrition and how you're eating? Okay. Reach Kim. There's yep. so much that goes into our everyday lives. And I've always been a person, Zach. And I think everybody out there feels this way. We want to live our most optimum life. And there is, just like an athlete is coached, there is coaching that needs to be done to have this high-level performance life that we all want to live. Now, I'll be full disclosure, I'm I'm in a burnout way a little bit. And when I get stressed or in burnout mode, y'all know I love to eat. Okay, I'm a Southern woman. I cook good. I eat well. Um, I socially eat, Zach. And not not to talk, mm-hmm. make, talk make the whole show about me, but I am going to tell you about a little struggle right here and keep it real. Did you ever see that show, Closer, The Closer? Kira Cedric was in it. Did you ever see that show? I never okay. watched that show. I heard good things. Okay, me, it's a great show. It was like this crime show, and she was from Atlanta, yeah. and she talked like this from Atlanta. <laughs> and I was addicted to it. Let me tell you why. A, she had a Southern accent and she was just, uh, you know, bad mama jamma. Lovely. But when she got stressed, Zach, she would go to her desk or go into her purse and open her drawer and there would be some ding-dong, ho-ho cupcakes <laughs> in there. The pre-packaged little cupcakes. <laughs> okay. Do you have a, a drawer Debbie. like that, Kim? Oh, my God. Like, if I had my purse right here, I actually have those specific Hostess cupcakes that she would take out and eat. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. Like in my desk drawer, in my purse. I've always got a little something to nibble on when the stress hits. So just to let you know, I need a better, I need a high-performance coach. <laughs> what? Wait, so, wait, what is it that, so what is it that will trigger you pulling that out of your bag? Stress. So like if I'm back-to-back meetings and I've got deadlines and I've got decisions I have to make, 
Mm-hmm. I think what happens with all of us, especially women and men too, but you know, I'm, I'm mostly speaking, you know, to women today, is that we are loaded down with the responsibility of the kids, of the home, of work, of our health, of our, you know, you know, it never leaves our mind, and it's that responsibility that piles on the stress. So for me, I got to make a decision here. I've got to get. I mean, just yesterday, true story. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm working away. I'm on three calls, okay? I've got three calls back to back to back. They're about an hour long. You know, Zach, what I do with the calls. And my son texts me out of the blue. I think it was like 1230 in the afternoon. Uh Hey, Mom, I need you to go buy me soccer cleats, shin guards, and socks for today's practice at 230. (laughs) Okay. I have so many questions, just, but okay. I'm just supposed to fart those out and have them right there. I mean, where, I mean, where am I going to go get them? I mean, you, you know, so right. I, I, I'm sitting there on these meetings going, yes, let's change this design and let's do this and making big decisions and also thinking, where am I going to get some cleats for him by 2.30? Right. So then you got the ho-host. Then and it's like, I don't then, know the cleats, but yeah. And I had just taken my dad to the hospital for his bone scan. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I had to deal with Tuesday. Yeah. And so that's all happening in one day. And so out goes the drawer. There goes the cupcakes. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel better. It's a release. But that's why we invited Dr. Eric on today, right, Kim? Yes. He actually says how he talks about stress. He says that stress is your secret weapon. He's actually saying that stress can be good for you. It can be a, he calls it a gateway to growth. And so, honey, I'm like, I'm so stressed out. I'm ready to grow, people. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm listening. I'm taking notes. <laughs> hey, y'all. Kim Gravel here and my new book, Collecting Confidence, comes out April 25th. And I want you to come and be a part of our live book launch event at the Guest South Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. Head to KimGravel.com to get all the details. I can't wait to see you there. Y'all know I have lost weight and I'm trying to stay healthier. And that's why I'm so glad to have AG1 sponsoring the show because I only want to work with brands that I love and that have worked for me. And I love AG1. Since I started drinking AG1, I feel more focused. Um, I feel like I have more energy. It supports my immune system. I'm not getting sick as much. So my kids' germs won't get me sick as often, you know, because I've got two teenage boys. So if you want to try it for yourself, then then try this. Go to drinkag1.com slash KGS, and you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Seriously, y'all, AG1 is a nutritional supplement that's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, stress adaptogens, superfoods, mushrooms, and nutrients to support body, brain, and gut health. And did I mention that AG1 supports healthy aging, healthy skin, healthier hair, and even nails? It's so good for you, and it tastes so good, and it's really, really easy. I just take one scoop of my AG1 and mix it in water every single morning and drink it up. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner here on The Kim Gravel Show. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, 
and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash KGS. That's drinkag1.com slash KGS. Y'all check it out and enjoy that healthier lifestyle. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love, where you can use my exclusive link to get 20% off your entire order by going to honeylove.com slash Kim. Because y'all, bras and shapewear can be so uncomfortable. Let me just give you an example, okay? So you know my BFF, Amy. We were singing and traveling around, and I would wear this girdle. And when I mean girdle, I'm talking about it took two people to pull that sucker on. One in the front and one in the back. And Amy was in the back pulling up my girdle. <laughs> and as soon as she did, uh, I heard, it it snapped. And all my innards came outers. Okay? So when I tell you that shapewear had to change for me, it had to. And I wish I had Honey Love back then because shapewear shouldn't be so hard. And Honey Love is easy to put on. It's easy to take off and it's effortless to wear. Their products make you look good and feel amazing. Whether you're about to hit the stage for a big event or you just need an everyday little boost of confidence just to have that little support, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash Kim. Use my exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash Kim. And after you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them you heard about them from us, The Kim Gravel Show. All right, Zach, you know I'm very, very excited about today's guest. Yes. This is so in my wheelhouse, dude. I'm not, I'm so excited. I can't stand it. I have so many questions. Get ready for an extra long podcast today. The tape is going to run it over. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Eric Corum is here. Listen, he is a performance expert. He talks about leveling up physically. He's a performance scientist. He talks about sleep. He's an expert in sleep and stress. He's worked for the Par Department of Defense. So I hope you ain't got no skeletons in your closet, Zach. Okay, are all you listening? <laughs> don't, 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 don't mention any of that. Um, he's helped design the NFL's first sports science program. Okay, that's huge. He's coached Olympic gold medalist. I mean, he just wants us to have this high performance drive, but do it in the most healthy, optimal way. Um, his new company that he just launched is called AIM7. I can't even begin to understand what it's about. I'm going to talk to him about it because it's an app and I'm going to download it and I'm going to sync it to everything that I've got, you know, plugged into me. Um, welcome, Dr. Eric Corum. I'm so excited. I'm going to talk your ear off today. Dr. Eric Corum. <laughs> oh my goodness, Kim. I am so excited to be here. That caught me off guard. It's a pleasure right, to be it's good, here. Right? It's good. Yeah. And, and you can, let's go. I want to hear all your juicy questions. Okay. I have been what I would like to think at least striving or trying to be a high performance person. I mean, I'm a type mm. A, Enneagram 8, total like, you know, workaholic, the whole nine yards that I'm sure you're used to dealing with. <laughs> But Dr. Eric, I don't think I've been the most optimum in doing those things. Mm. And it's taken a toll. It's taking a toll. Mm. And I want to lead off with this interview when you say, why is stress your secret weapon? Because when I read that, mm. my spidey senses went up. 
And I heard God going, you need to talk to Dr. Eric about this. <laughs> what do you mean? Because everybody's under stressed anxiety. Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, stress is really just our brain and our body preparing us to do something effortful. My good friend, Dr. Alex Arbach, he's the director of wellness and development for the Raptors, um, Toronto Raptors basketball team. He told me that once, and that just stuck in my brain. Because Say if you think about that, stress is our brain and our body preparing us to do something effortful. So for instance, I'm about to get on this show right here. I'm speaking to the wonderful Kim and Zach, right? <laughs> I'm so fired up. And some people, could, you could get a little agitated, excited. Guess what? That's stress. It's okay. preparing me to show up here and be my best. Um, stress is the gateway to grow. Think about this. If I want to get physically fit, I have to do what? I have to exercise. Mm. Do you know what exercise is? It's stress. If I want to learn a new skill, you have to deliberately engage with the stress of learning. The body needs a stress input so that it can adapt. Here's the problem. Acute stress or short-term stress. I sat down, you know, I got this new work project. I got to I got to do this thing and you feel that's okay. It's this long-term low-grade fever of stress. That's the problem. When stress exceeds your capacity to adapt to it, that is when we have physical mm. and mental health issues. But short-term stress, you actually have to lean into it in order to get better at anything. Like you didn't become a, a fantastic podcaster by just sitting around. No, you actually had to lean into it and do it at a high level. You didn't win Miss Georgia by not preparing to sing Phantom of the Opera, right? Mm -hmm, like you actually right. had to train and do it. And so what we want to do is we want to build something called adaptive capacity. Think about it mm -hmm. this way. If all the stress that you could adapt to was a bowl, it could fit inside a bowl. Like I have this cup of water right here that I'm drinking and I had a bowl that was about the size of my two hands and I just filled it up to the brim and you're like, life's craziness comes. And let, let's, let's say that's me running across the room. Guess what? That bowl of water is going all over the place. Life's crazy. We're out of control. We get sick, whatever. Now imagine I have a bowl that's enormous. Can Both arms can fit around it. Guess what? That, that same amount of stress, it's not going to cost me much. So mm. what we want to do is build more capacity to adapt to stress at less cost. Does that make sense? You, it does, but how do you do that? See, because I, I really connected what you said with that low-grade mm. like fever of that, that stress that just is constant. Mm. Define that and then tell us how we get our bigger bowl. Yeah, it's great. Um, so that low-grade fever can be from your lack of ability to adapt. So okay. there, there are adaptive mechanisms that our body has in place. Okay. So there's five things. I call them the five pillars for building adaptive capacity. Number one is sleep. Oh. Number two, and we, there's nuance to this. So we'll dig into it. Okay, please. Exercise, mental oh, fitness. Oh, I'm bad about that. Nutrition. Yeah. All right. And living in community. Okay. The mm -hmm. scientific literature is very clear. Those five things not only help you adapt to more stress if you hit the certain thresholds as the baseline minimums, but they also help prevent the most common preventable lifestyle diseases in America, 
cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity, a $4.1 trillion spend in our economy right now, sucking out. These things are very preventable. Um, and so by engaging in these practices at certain levels, you're going to unlock the capability to adapt to more stress. So let's talk about food. You ever notice that when you don't, mm. when you're, um, <laughs> it's like, let's not oh. talk about food. <laughs> oh, that, listen, that is my stress reliever. Dr. Eric is the food. I mean, yeah, that you- is like some people drink, some people, you know, smoke or some people that my vice is food. So you're getting ready to preach to this sister in the pew right now. <laughs> be careful. Be, be kind. I'm, I'm going to be kind because I'm going to give you a tip that could help. Okay, give it when to me. When you're sleep deprived, you feel you get the munchies, don't you? Yeah. Like you're like, like, like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Yep. There you go. And then you yep. reach for the chips. You reach for the whatever it is. Why is that? There's these two hormones called leptin and ghrelin. They're the hunger hormones, and they get dysregulated. Research demonstrates that when you're sleeping under seven hours a night, you overeat by an additional almost 400 calories per day. That's like three quarters of a pound per week. Imagine how those pounds add up. Wow. You're just having a hard time regulating your, your, um, your self-control because your hormones are out of whack. So, you know, if you can get that in line, the snacking kind of comes up. And then here's the big one. You heard of cortisol? Is that the belly fat that I'm experiencing, Dr. Eric? <laughs> it can lead to some belly fat if it's constantly <laughs> elevated. When you go to sleep and you mm-hmm. get good, restful, and fulfilling sleep, cortisol levels come down and you can regulate those. So um, how do we improve our sleep? Right? Everybody's like, okay, great. I need. I know I need to sleep more. Well, thanks. You know, like, what do I do? Yeah, good. Thanks a lot. Right. We know that. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Uh, So here's the key thing. (laughs) The number one thing that you need to do is you need to get your circadian clock anchored. So Mm. your circadian clock, circadian means about 24 hours. Okay. So we have a clock that's 24 hours. And then we have these other rhythms that are about 90 to 120 minutes. So every day your body kind of ascends and descends this continuum of alertness to sleepiness. What is that all driven by? A couple Mm. of things. Number one is light. So we were not designed, and I use that word designed, to live Mm. indoors. Uh, It hasn't been, but for the past hundred years that people have been living inside all the time. When you go outside in the morning and you see sunlight, there is this thing that sits right above the roof of your mouth called the circadian pacemaker. Light comes into your eyes. It sends a signal to that pacemaker that sends a signal to every cell in your body that it's time to be awake and alert. And it does that by increasing your body temperature and by spiking cortisol, which is a great thing. If you don't get enough natural sunlight in the morning, you are not getting the signal to be alert. Yeah. Mm. So if you're struggling with your energy, frequent and early sun exposure is one of the best ways to naturally boost your energy. Now, here's what also happens. Going and viewing sunlight throughout the day, especially in the evening, Now, think about this. If sunlight alerts you in the morning, what do you think light in general does at night? 
keeps you awake. I got you. So when the sun so goes down, these. yeah, bingo, my friend. So <laughs> yep. yeah, she's pointing to her cell phone. Hello. If you just follow the natural rhythm of the sun, sun comes up, you go outside, get some sunlight, and then frequently just walk outside for a couple minutes. Like, go check the mail. Go. I do like a lap around the block, like every couple hours, just like orient wow. myself with reality. When the sun <laughs> goes down outside, you also need to start dimming the lights in your house because light suppresses the sleepy hormone melatonin. So melatonin naturally increases, which makes you sleepy, okay? When you're constantly getting these light inputs, guess what? You're just not even tired. So waking up in the morning, get some sunlight, you know, keep the windows open, like the blinds open at your house, get as much natural sunlight exposure as you can. Going outside is best at night when it goes down, it goes down. Also with these phones. Yeah, I know. And I'm I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm addicted. It's so hard. It's so hard. The people at Meta know what they're doing. They keep you they keep you scrolling, don't they? They do. And and working. I mean, it's and now I work yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, Kim, it's not just the light from the phone. Research is now showing that it's the emotional stimulation. Mm-hmm. So think how many times have you gotten into bed? I'm guilty of this. It's happened, right? You're like, okay, yeah. it's time I'm- to go to bed. I'm tired. And then you go, oh, I'm just going to check real quick. And next thing you know, you're like into the whatever and you're emotionally <laughs> stimulated. And you can't go to bed. Right. So what I want to do is I want to help people create the conditions yes. for restful and fulfilling sleep. So their body is naturally alert when it's supposed to, and they can fall asleep easily at night. So then they can get those seven to you know nine hours is seven to nine hours is the window that you need. Okay. If you just start with that, you're going to start to see a tremendous shift in how you feel. Sleep, you know, helps your tissues recover. Uh, it Ugh. helps. I, something I didn't mention real quick is it helps your brain detoxify itself. Mm. So at night when you sleep, it's flushing out all these metabolic waste products. So it's keeping your a state of systemic inflammation low. It allows your brain to go offline and it allows your, your nervous mm. system to recover. So your body's able to adapt to that stress. I want to I want to talk about something that I thought was massive when mm-hmm. I was reading up on you and how you talk about because you said these five pillars right when mm-hmm. you talk about community because mm. I work with young people and I have two young teenage sons and in community is not what it used to be y'all when we were coming up <laughs> I'm a woman of faith and I believe you know having a faith and having a faith based community or community period is so important but now you're saying it's really necessary 100% to have a live an optimal life. You're exactly right. I'm predicting right now that we're going to see a tremendous amount of research start tumbling out about the benefits of community because of what happened during the pandemic. Yes. People were socially isolated and unfortunately we're going to have a lot of data on what that did to people. But there was a paper I found in the British Psychological Society that pointed out that greater Social connectedness during periods of lockdown resulted in less worry and fatigue, lower perceived levels of stress. They basically found that staying connected in times of stress creates a buffer against poor mental and physical health outcomes. So I started really digging into, okay, 
This is super interesting. In parallel, I was studying like, what are the things, right, that allow us to adapt to stress better? And I found this interesting paper. It was a study done with over 5,400 people over 18 years. And they found that regular attendance in a faith community reduced your risk of what's called all-cause mortality by 55%. Wow. 55%. This is controlling for sociodemographic, clinical, and laboratory factors. Blood pressure went down, blood like cholesterol levels shifted, like crazy things. Why is that? Well, there's a paper that just came out like this week, and you're gonna have to show this to your boys. Every mom okay. out there that's listening, you're gonna love this one. They they read a lot of academic papers. So. Well, I'm gonna I'll make, make this super simple. I'll make it. Re- I'll make it. You know me, Zach. <laughs> you will. You will. I will. Research out of the University of Kansas found that one meaningful conversation per day Mm. boosts your mood, lowers your stress, and enhances social connectedness. So what's a meaningful conversation? I was going to say, what do you define meaningful? (laughs) And then I'm going to tell you how. I'm just crossing my fingers. This falls in the category. This is (laughs) (laughs) So... Simply just catching up with a friend, joking yeah. around, listening to someone, mm. offering a sincere compliment, showing care, valuing somebody else's opinion, like really sitting there and engaging with someone. And once a day is like the minimum threshold. More is better. And face-to-face communication is significantly more effective than electronic forms. So DMs, social medias, and text messages do not apply. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because like this is not real community. This is not like when we embrace like I'm a father, you're a mother. There are neurochemical things that happen when you hug someone. Yes. Oxytocin is released. Our bodies were designed in our brains. We were designed to live in community and to engage with people in a meaningful and sincere way. And when you can share your burdens, mm, when you can carry somebody else's burden, guess what? You are more capable of handling more. Your shoulders get broader and the base gets more stable. Yes. And so research is now catching up with what we've always known. But if you want to thrive in today's chaotic world, you need community. And, you, you know, as a parent, Eric, and, and a lot of people are parents and even grandparents that will be listening to this. It's such a stressful time with these kids and what you're mm-hmm. talking about and just the simple things that that I know I probably took for granted growing up. But as a mom, a working mom, and a CEO of my own two companies, and I feel like I... I need to do all these things that you're saying. <laughs> How <laughs> I'm going to rewatch my own podcast and take notes. <laughs> How can parents who are really just tapped out with work, with the commitments? Mm. I mean, Lord, sports alone running the kids up and down the road. How can we avoid running down our health, our mental mm. health, and our physical health? I mean, I think people are just run down, Dr. Eric. I think we're just at a point where we just want to collapse. And maybe I'm not, I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for everybody else. But I know a lot of moms out there 
working full-time jobs, running the kids around, running their own companies, you know, cooking, clean, the whole nine yards, and we're exhausted. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. We want to shift the mindset that like, yeah, you got to hit some exercise goals, but sometimes it just ain't going to happen, right? Mm. So how can you win every day and keep pushing that ball down the court? Listen to the signals. Your body's telling you that you're starting to feel worn down. You are. Yes. Your perception is the reality of the situation. Ooh, say that again. Your perception is reality. Because a lot of times we're told, we're told our perception and how we feel as women. I'm just telling you, Dr. Eric, is not right. It's not important. We're either crazy or lazy or whatever. I'm just telling you how women look at it. I'm here to validate what you're saying, Kim. That's um, huge. It's like, what's the, what is the smallest incremental thing that's going to make a change that it's, cons- listen, it's not intensity, it's consistency over time. Got it. So if, if, if we can find that one little area and then we can get really good at that and slowly, 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 slowly improve that, guess what? Three, couple months later, a couple weeks later, you're going to start being like, huh, I'm feeling better. My mood's better. My energy's coming up. All right, now I have the bandwidth to add the next little step. So, you know, Dr. Eric, you're this high performance, you know, coach and with the app and everything. And it's going, it's crazy what our kids are going through with sports. And and they're feeling the pressure of being high performers at such a young age. And and let's just face it, you know, they're not, most of our kids are not going to go to the NFL, NBA, or to Wimbledon. Okay, I mean, or yeah. to the Braves, or you know, Major League Baseball. So, how do we? What do we need to do? What is? What's going on in society today with all of this? This rigorous high performance, so young, especially in sports. Yeah, first of all, I would say the last thing that putting pressure on your kids and expecting them to do all this stuff—that's not high performance. That's a lot of selfish behavior, honestly. A lot of parents trying to live through their kids or they put them into a system with well-meaning, like really good intentions. And then they get put into this meat grinder. What we've, we we do know research Mm. shows that unless it's a sport like gymnastics where prepubescent girls, that's where they peak at like 12 years old. Specializing in one sport at an early age actually hampers long-term athletic performance. So if you really are concerned about your kids, let them do a lot of things. Let them play. Let them have fun and enjoy it because they will burn out and they will resent you and they will not want to engage in the sport. And so if what we call long-term athlete development, like my son, seven years old, his mom was an All-American softball player. He's really gifted. But you know what we do? He does jujitsu. He does baseball. He plays football. He goes out and does whatever at the park with the kids. And we're on into some crazy travel ball schedule. They're going to end up with shoulder labrum issues. I mean, Dr. Right. James Andrews, one of the best surgeons, uh, orthopedic surgeon in the world. He's like, hey, do not early specialize. Wow. It's not, it's not leading to the outcomes that people think it's leading to. Yes, there is a point. Like in the teen years, you're like, oh, man, they really got some skill. Things are really taking off. It's not just your biased opinion that my son or daughter is the greatest thing since sliced bread athletically. It's like, no, they really are crushing it. Then there's some things that you want to do to get them in front of coaches and tournaments. But y'all, we're we're doing more harm than we are good. Not to our physically to our children, 
uh, psychologically for burnout and we're harming our relationships with them. All right. My whole, my whole call in life is to see other people really step in to their, mm. I love how you say calling. Cause that's exactly mm. what I, I call it. Calling purpose. Cause I believe everybody has one on this earth. Um, mm. And you, your purpose is, you know, high performance and helping people become everything that they are, that they can be. Mm. What struggles, Dr. Eric, did you go through to find your purpose and how did you find it? You know, a lot of people, that's the big question out there that I hear uh, asked all the time. Why am I here? Yeah. I mean, I hope I don't get too emotional. Um, get emotional, honey. I love emotion. <laughs> You know, um, I was a really overweight kid and I got mm. picked on and bullied a lot um, and beat up. You know, I got a birthmark on my forehead. You see that right there? I do. Yeah. And so as you imagine as a kid, like that didn't help me out. Um, and I was really overweight. And so and I'm a very sensitive individual. And so there was a lot of like, like, why do people treat me like this? You know, mm -hmm. I know how God sees me, but other people don't see me like that. Right. And I do believe that we are allowed to go through different things in life so that we can then turn around and use that to impact others. And so um, I started finding athletics when I was, uh, you know, late elementary school. And I found that, hey, this fat boy can move. Right. And uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I played baseball. I ended up playing football. I was a walk-on at Texas A&M, ended up playing wow. there. And so, but I always had to work and grind harder than everybody else. You sound just like my it. oldest son. You sound just like my oldest son. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, I was obsessed with how do I unlock my potential? Come on. And I was fortunate enough to do this with, you know, God bless me. I got to train and work with some of the best athletes in the world. And then I started, was like, you know, but how do I bring this to anybody else. And so it was like, how do I take what I learned, my personal struggles, the things that I had to overcome. Then I started pouring it into athletes. And then I was like, maybe my calling is shifting from athletes to the everyday person. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say like, you need to go through some cognitive restructuring. What I mean by that is just because you're in it right now and it really is hard and it really sucks doesn't mean that there's something excellent that can come out the other side. There's not that situation can be used to help somebody else. And if we start to look at it that way, then you're going to start to see the opportunities that are available to you. Sometimes you got to start talking to yourself and you got to stop listening to yourself. Come on. You know now. what I'm saying? Yeah, I like sure you got to start going. This is, this is actually going to be used for somebody else. And for me, it starts with my faith and trying to live and I'm not perfect at this, trying to be more selfless. Yes. And so right. if I can go, okay, how do I use this to help somebody else? Does that answer your question? Yeah. You know what I just want to say? He works all things together for the good. So mm -hmm. even, you know, even the mess has become our message. And I want to tell you, for such a time as this for you, Dr. Eric, I mean, mm. it's almost like I got cold chills when I said that because mm. I don't know this message 10 years ago would not be as effective and needed as it is now. There is something mm. about this message. People want to be high performers and they want to live fruitful and good lives. And I see that. I don't care if you're 70 or if you're seven. 
That is what I'm experiencing out in just my little community and in my reach and in my businesses and the women I get the privilege to serve. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, we need you. This is exactly mm. what I'm going to download this. You got to tell us how we can get a hold of this, <laughs> this AIM-7. Is it an app? How can we do it? Is it out? What what can we do? Yes. So if you go to AIM-7.com and you sign okay. up and you, heard, and you up. say... You say, I heard about you on the Kim Gravel show. We will prioritize your registration. We've got about 2,000 people on the waiting list. Yeah. What we're doing with AIM-7 is we're taking this wearable data and we're turning it into actionable recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery to build adaptive capacity. For busy people that don't have two hours to go to the CrossFit box and get quinoa with their friends. Like, I got two minutes. What do I do today so I can feel better? I got two minutes and a drive through honey. Two minutes for right. a Chick-fil-A drive through That's what oh, you're looking Chick-fil-A at right now. Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Uh, trust me, like once a week, we go hit it up in the front of Sienna. Come on now. Come on, yeah, waffle fries. Can't beat it. That's real life. Um, that's real life. A hundred percent. And so that's what we've done is like, we're like, okay. And I do just like an athlete. First seven days, we kind of analyze and we're like, Kim, after seven days, like here's the one area you need to focus on. And here's your tiny little thing you can do today to move the needle forward. Yeah, so digestible. That's so, yes. that's, I don't get stressed when you say that to me. I'm like, I, I can do that. I'm here to help people like you, busy parents that are time poor, that just need a simple, mm. comprehensive solution. But what we're doing is, is we're starting like, bi-weekly cohorts. So you'll come in, you'll download the app, and then you get four Zoom calls with me and my team as a group where we go through all this stuff in a much finer detail. Well, everybody join me because I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Zach. Okay. I'm doing it. I don't close any show without like really putting you and the guest on the um, hot seat. So I'm getting ready to do rapid fire questions. Now look. Let's roll. Don't think about it. Just pop out with it. Okay, Okay. whatever comes to your mind, good, bad, or ugly, all right? All right. Okay. (laughs) How long should we nap? 30 minutes or less. Oh, really? You know what? I didn't think that was true. Sorry, I'm jumping in. (laughs) Zach's like, I nap 45 minutes. Why 30 minutes or less? Yeah, because there's this thing called sleep inertia, which means like if you're woken up and you're groggy and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. The longer you sleep, the more likely that is to happen. And especially if you do it in the late afternoon, like you ever woke up and you're like, what world am I in? Is it 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. You know, to avoid that 30 minutes or less, you don't actually even have to fall asleep. You just mm. have to close your eyes and relax. Let me tell you something. My husband takes a 15 minute nap every day of his life. Power nap. The man's going to live to be 427 years old. <laughs> We can talk about naps all day because I love a good nap. Okay, um, what is your best habit? Um, I think I'm 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 very disciplined. So I'm disciplined <sighs> I'm so with like, yeah. I got really disciplined. I guess with food and eating, I was a fat <laughs> guy and I wanted to change it. So like the best way to do it is for food. So I, I kind of am boring and just kind of eat the same stuff over time. But I do enjoy my Chick Fil A and pizza. I'm a normal person. Okay, so next was what's your favorite junk food? Is it going to be pizza? Pizza, 100%. Nothing is better than those big slices of Super Bowl Sunday. I'm having some pizza, okay? Okay, so what's toppings on it? That's what's important. Pepperoni mushroom. And then get some of those little red flake uh, chili uh, peppers. Come on now. And another thing you're good at is dental hygiene because you got the best teeth I've ever seen on the Uh, show. 
You got some good teeth. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Okay. All right. I'm going to take that personally. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Don't take it personal. I should have worn my retainer. Um, That's it. That's why. What is something that you own you should really throw out? My wife's going to say a lot of things. I'm a, uh, I end up <laughs> yeah, let's get her on. Let's get her on. I, I, think, I think there's probably 20% of the stuff that I own that she's just like slowly throwing away. So <laughs> Are you a hoarder? Books. I keep all sorts okay. of books and records. Right. Um, would you want to live to be 110 years old? If I was still able to like move around and be really functional, um, 100%. But whenever God's ready to call me home... Let's book it. What's your favorite phone app? Uh, AIM7, of course. Uh, <laughs> What's they, your 100%. Um, I would say after that, uh, I really like Endel. So E-N-D-E-L. It uses your Apple Watch to create AI soundscapes. So in the moment, it's creating this noise sound that's like based off of your circadian rhythm and all this cool. I love it. I use it for productivity for it's the only thing I could ever listen to while I work. It synchronizes with your heartbeat. It's wild, like wild. Okay. They owe me. I talk about Endel a lot. (laughs) (laughs) They need to give you a a commission. Affiliate fee. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Your favorite book. You said you love books. I've got to ask you what your favorite book is. A hundred percent. The Bible. Um, that, I mean, that I would say the Bible just in all things, it's just keeps me grounded, gives me direction in life. I don't think I could ever read it enough. Um, so I would say the Bible. Have you watched the chosen series, Eric? Oh my goodness. So good. I'm getting ready to go to the theater this weekend and see seven and eight. It's so good. Bringing it all to life. Like just. It's just, it's so real. It's not the felt board we grew up with, you know? The <laughs> felt board. Do you know what I'm saying? Those felt yeah, boards. I'm like, I know Peter. Uh, Luke's kind of weird. And, you know, it <laughs> makes you realize that, like, yeah. all these people were just normal, screwed up people like you and me. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Peter's a hothead. I like him. He's scrappy. He's good looking, too, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Eric, you've got to come back. Everybody, check Dr. Eric out on his Instagram, uh, aim7.com. Google him. Follow him on social media. List time for us to be our high-performance, best-level self that we can be, right, Dr. Eric? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. And I want to come back whenever you consider me a resource for anything that you need. You got it. You're going to be our performance coach, our high-level Let's do performance it. coach. All right. <laughs> Because God knows I need it. (laughs) Yeah, Zach. I mean, I think aim seven is definitely something I need to aim for because (laughs) I love how he was talking about making these small changes. I mean, I think we're, I know for me, I don't know about you, Zach, but I live in this extreme, like I just, I mean, I'm eating nose chocolate and then, I'm eating the whole box. You know what I'm saying? There's got to yeah. be those little small steps that he was talking about really resonated with me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. And that's the same thing. Like, this is, I think all the advice is like, the way to change your habits isn't to try to change everything at once. You you get yourself 1% better every day or every week right. or every, you know, whatever. Whatever. And those yeah. little, little changes will make that big impact. I think that's what you he's know, driving at. It is. And what he, what really 
like got me excited. I know this is weird, but when he said stress could be this, you know, game changer and can actually be a good thing towards, you know, high performance. If that's the case, honey, I'm going to be the most high performance person you've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but what he did say was that constant, like low, like low grade fever stress. That's what's not good. Mm-hmm. And those five things, he said, the sleep and we're exercising, eat, just those little things. Even if you can't conquer all of those things, just want, just, just do the sleep, right? Yeah. Do you have problems sleeping? A hundred percent. I Well, I have little kids too. So I'm up a lot yeah. because they're just like, you know, I still have a two-year-old. She's up two, three times a night, unfortunately. Right. Um, and it's rough. Like, it's really bad. I can feel myself... Just like the amount of times in one day, Kim, where I will walk into a room with purpose, like walk into a room, do something, stand in that room and just look around and go, why am I here? Why am I here? (laughs) That happens to me like eight times a day. And it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, I've got some bad news for you. I've got some bad news for you. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think that has to do with lack of sleep. That's called getting older. Oh, thank you, Kim. (laughs) Thank you. All right. That's a good show. See you later. We're going to wrap this one up. (laughs) No, it is. Let's have Dr. Eric back on because I do think that there's little small changes to optimize. Everybody, y'all, wants a life that is a high-performance, optimized life and doing what we're created to do, and being that well-oiled body, soul, and spirit, and, and mind, you know, being that balanced person is, uh, is what I want. I want a balanced life. I, I want to work. I want to work hard. I want to work smart. I want to rest. I want to have fun. Um, but I think we have to be purposeful doing it. And so Dr. Eric can help us get there. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Again, check out Dr. Eric at Eric Corum, uh, all the social media, aim7.com. And Zach, I'm going to leave you with this, honey. Go take a nap. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Bye, Bye, y'all. Well, Dr. I think... Eric. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you no, do you it, you do it. <laughs> you do it, you go. No, you, you go. go. <laughs> you go. No, I want you to go. Okay. Um... <laughs> And Zach, go take a nap. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) The Kim Gravel Show is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant, the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden and Sarah Noto. Our cover art is designed by Sanaz at Mamarian Creative and Mike Kligerman edits the show. And a special thanks to the team at QVC. Head over to thekimgravelshow.com and sign up for our mailing list. Again, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening, and we love you.